all I know that works in the world is a relationship. Yes, all right. Okay, that, that's all that's going to work. It takes two people to have a relationship. Yeah, but, but, it, but the relationship... If you don't have a dream, fake it. But the relationship, you can't fake a dream. You've got to fake it, because we don't have dreams these days. How the hell can you have a dream? For what? Well, it isn't... So, so everybody's, everybody's jiving, but let's jive on that level. If I love you, I can't lie to you. Of course you can lie to me, and you will. If you love me and you're going off with Maddie someplace, you're lying to me. Because what the hell do I care about the truth? I care if you're there. What Billy Holiday say, hush now, don't explain. All right, I accept that. Of course. All of right, course I you lie to me, because I don't even want to care. What, what does the truth matter? And why are you going to be truthful with me when you lie to everybody else? You lied when you smiled at that cracker down the job, right? Lie to me, smile. Treat me the same way you would treat him. I can't treat you, you the must. way I treat him. You must. Because I've caught, the, I've caught the frowns and the anger. He's happy with you. Of course he doesn't know you're unhappy. You grin at him all day long. You come home and I catch hell. Because I love you, I get least of you. I get, I get the very minimum. And I'm saying, you know, fake it with me. Is that too much of the black woman to ask of the black man? This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now, let's start the show. Say it. Then you gotta say it twice. It's all one word. Just make it one word. Courtney, born ready. Yep. That's what the B stand for. I heard you. You being rude. I who? You. How am I being rude? Cause you ain't even said hey yet. Then people know we here. Hey (laughs) y'all. What's up, y'all? I'm a girl named Tiffany. I'm Courtney B. Courtney born ready. Courtney born ready. Yes. Always. Yo, this is episode fifty of the Culture Shock Podcast. Feel like episode a thousand. It does, right? <laughs> <laughs> People be like, um, I can't believe y'all at episode fifty. Like, girl, fifty of them things. Fifty of them things. Fifty and counting. I'm proud. I'm proud too. And and black. I'm smart. And smart. <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. Yeah. All of the above. So we black like we never left. Of course, we've had an eventful weekend thus far. Right. What'd you get into? Why you don't tell them? 
What? They, you, alre- they no. already know. <laughs> <laughs> you tell them what you got into. Because you always, that should, should be your name, Tiffany Be Busy. Because <laughs> right. you're always doing something. So Somebody was talking to me yesterday about resting, and I was like, what is that? Like, kicking back, resting, relaxing, what would that mean? That's what I did last night. I'm proud of you because I did not. Listen, okay, I had to make some executive decisions because life came at me fast. That was why I know. <laughs> me too, girl. Life came at me fast, and I realized I was 33, almost 33, and not 23. Okay, what? Just gotta lay down. You in your 30s? Today I am. You be getting your antioxidants then, because your yes. face looks like that of a 19 year old. I eat a lot of blueberries. And I do drink a lot of water. You know, me yes, too. Me too. Mm-hmm. And black dough crack. So there, right. there it is, especially if you take care of it. Um, but everybody knows that we had our first official event yesterday Ooh. in Charlotte. So Bye-bye. excited, so happy, so proud. Um, we had uh, an event called Battle of the Sexes that we've been talking about with you guys. Shout out to all of you guys who came out and supported. Um, it was very inspiring. We connected with a couple people who you know, own um, businesses and, you know, do different things in the community. And I just look forward to connecting with everybody on a different Mm -hmm. level this year. You know, some things that we already said that we wanted to do are already manifesting and and it's just really exciting. Yes. Um, I was just happy that everybody actually brought forth some interesting dialogue. Like, people were actually having great conversations and being honest about what they feel, what they think in their experiences. Because I don't think you can have an event like that if people aren't going to be upfront with how they feel and what they think. Correct. So it was awesome. The men and the women. And um, I definitely want to get into that a little bit later in the show. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll pull out some takeaways, if you will. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Sounds good. So other than that, um, I also told you guys about Restaurant Week. Yeah, today is the last day for Restaurant Week, the day that we're recording, which is Sunday. And um, so I went to a restaurant in Charlotte. It's not black-owned. So sorry, I can't, you know, plug you guys into something that is owned by a black person. But, you know, I got you. I actually connect my makeup artist, first of all. Woo-hoo, was on Let me just. Her, okay. On point. Take a moment to give a hand clap <clears throat> to the queen. Her name is Patsy, um, Patsy Watkins, and she did my makeup yesterday. Y'all, if you're in Charlotte and you need a makeup artist, hit me up because she was on point. Her personality was fire. She knew all the plugs as far as black restaurants. So I'm actually going to connect with her so that I can get you guys a running list. And if you want to follow her, you know, I usually don't do this, but if you guys want to follow her on Instagram, she is XOXO underscore doll, B-A-Y-B-E-E, doll baby. Um, but if you go like to my Instagram story and I'll probably post a picture later, y'all, you know, I don't wear makeup and you know, I don't even like it. But when I walked out there, I felt bossy. Now, where did you find her? So, you know how like you can go to the Sephora and the malls and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. they're usually busy. And for me, I don't know I'm going to get my makeup done until the last minute anyway, because Mm -hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> so I went to look for some black sneakers on on our side of town, mm-hmm. and there is a JC Penny with a Sephora in it on Independence. This was Friday. I walked in there and I was like, "Hey, 
You guys got any appointments? And I turn to the right and I look at this face and it is beat. Mm -hmm. Like painted, brushed for the gods. And she was like, sure, I can get you first thing in the morning. Like, yes, queen, because I got an event to go to. (laughs) I walked in there on Saturday morning. She was ready for me. Have a seat. I got treated well. Now, you were at the Sephora at her house? At, At Sephora. And she had what for you? Just treated me nicely. Okay. A lot of respect. That's what she had. Okay. And, which and some talent. On Independence. You are not listening. Sorry. Get out your phone. Sorry. On Independence. Yes. Where's the Sephora at on Independence? Right next to the DSW. Sorry for you guys who are listening who are not in Charlotte. But if you are in Charlotte, I know this is going to help you. It's going to change your life. Hmm. If I need to make an introduction, I promise you I will. I will take you over there myself, girl. She is Bomb. Yeah, because I need someone to hook me up with a smoky eye because... <laughs> oh, she can do it. I might need to, you know, get cute for day night. <laughs> day right. night? Okay. That's another conversation for another this day, is, y'all. Courtney out here dating. Courtney out here dating people? Fake dating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's even know what that is. It's a FaceTime date. <laughs> I like... Hey, I've done that before. Listen. Those are some of the funnest. Yeah, like, why not? And we used to put it on the calendar and everything, like FaceTime dates. You ain't got to spend no money. You can see each other, see if the conversation is okay. And y'all want to know what's really lit? If you're already talking to somebody and you guys, like, can't get to each other and you decide to have a FaceTime date, like, send the person a calendar invitation for the FaceTime date. Get all cute. Get your face cute. Get your lip gloss popping. (laughs) I'm serious. You're laughing. These are some of my best memories. And then get on there and, like, teach each other something. Like, I've uh, done it where we're doing recipes or something like that. Mm -hmm. FaceTime. That's a good... I'm trying to tell you. It'll change your life. That's a good idea, but I'm not... We don't... We have to find something besides recipes because I'm not... Well, maybe maybe (laughs) he can cook. Maybe he can cook. He, I hope he does. I hope he got money for a chef because this is not up in there, Betty Crocker. If you're looking for a wife that can cook, boy, I'm telling you, B might not be the one for you. Don't even come over here and waste the time. You know what, though? We can work on that. I mean, yeah, like, I I don't think that he'll die from starvation, but if you want Big Mama's cooking, you're going to have to go to Big Mama's house. Like, Do Big Mama's even exist anymore? Yeah. Mama's, at least. Yeah, Mama's. Mama's ain't out here. Mama. Cooking? You don't think their moms cook? Cooking. <laughs> they must. They probably cook with their daddy. I'm just saying, like, I'm keeping it 100 because I don't want, I don't want no man coming over here thinking that. That's fair. I appreciate your transparency. I don't want to. Like people be like, oh, you. I don't want to. See, I don't like it. Oh, so you just don't want to? It's no. not that you can't learn. You just don't want to do it. No. no. I don't enjoy it. Like, I cook to live. I cook. I don't cook to just be like, I'm rich and in the kitchen. I understand, but let me ask you this question. Let me give you this five-course meal. Let me ask you this question. Bruh. If you meet a guy who likes to cook and that becomes something that you guys can do together, like in the kitchen, I'm telling you, some of the best laughter comes from kitchen dates. I mean, as long as he's cooking. But you'll be helping. Keyword. I'm the assistant. Oh, child. So, anyway. <laughs> Assisting the chef. I went to sea level to eat supper last night. It was so good. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself this weekend. I did. I was tired when I got home, but I'm glad that I put forth the extra effort just to come home, freshen up, 
get mm-hmm. dressed and just go back out right and, and do it because if you don't like sometimes it just won't get done yeah that's how it was <clears throat> yesterday i know <laughs> i was like i sat down i went and got me some hibachi mm-hmm. i sat down some hibachi and i was just like yeah bro i ain't getting back up this is where I am. That's like, fair. That's self-care. I was even so lazy. Like, I didn't even lock my door because I knew I had, I had family coming. Mm. I wasn't asleep. Okay. But so I did not have to get up, back up off of my couch. The door was, I was like, the door is unlocked. <laughs> Just walk on in because right. I'm not getting, I am not moving from this spot. And you know what time I moved from that spot? This morning. Eight o'clock this morning. Ooh, yeah. Yes. My alarm started going off at six o'clock this morning and I was hurt. Oh, yeah. The only thing that got me was the sunlight came in through my blinds. Okay. So it woke me up. But girl, what no I even let me tell you what I did last night. I'm in a group chat. I muted it like stop dinging beep like good night. Yeah. You so, gotta do that sometimes. Yeah, um, <laughs> because girl, if not, I think just you know, we're like addicted to our phones. Right. So you have to like Back away. Yeah, you have to like some nights like not on a not on a morning that I'll have to get up and work or whatever, but like on the weekends, sometimes like I just will make an effort, like I won't even plug my phone up at night. Like I just let it die. You know that's good. And you know, it's funny that you mentioned having to step away from your cell phone sometimes because something that irritates me, and this is probably because of the way that I was reared, when I could have dinner with my mom. She didn't allow phones. I've probably said this on the show before. She didn't allow phones at the table. And so you couldn't even, well, we didn't have cell phones then, but you couldn't even answer the phone. The TV couldn't be on. She would allow you to play music, but table time was for conversing. Right. For finding out, like, how your day was, how's your week going, what's going wrong, those things. And I think, I still think that the fundamentals behind that are really important, right? And so, yes, in dating, in my dating experiences, something that has always irritated me is people are on their phones. They cannot help it. And if you take a moment to sit back and like just look around while you're at restaurants, couples are eating together and they are not talking. They're not having a date. When I go on dates, like I make a, a conscious effort to keep my phone in my purse. Mm-hmm. And if I'm on a date with somebody who's constantly on their phone... That might be your last one. Yeah, or I may say like, uh, can you get off your phone? But if it continues, we there will not be a second date. Exactly. Because you brought me here to stare at your phone? Like, really? Exactly. Now, I have I have been in relationships where I would bring it up, and I would try to bring it up nicely, and the people just get an attitude about their cell phone. Like, okay, well, your cell phone is clearly more important than this conversation with me. So, I I don't know. I've worked through it different ways with different people. But I have to say, I went on a date last night. Were y'all on y'all's phones? No. (laughs) And I was so, I was so proud. I don't think I brought it up, but then later he brought it up. Like, oh, we weren't even on our, on our phones. Like, yes, because I'm a great person, person. I'm amazing. You're a great person. You're amazing. And we have a lot of things to talk about Mm -hmm. that don't include the phone. And you know what? When I finally did check my phone, I had a bunch of text messages. We had an event yesterday, you and I. So I had a bunch of notifications and people had called me, but those things could wait because who I was at the table with and the conversations that we were having were more important. And if you're a guy, especially if you're listening to this, I just want to encourage you the next five dates you go on, Mm -hmm. put forth a concerted effort to put your phone away 
and focus. Mm-hmm. Same thing for the ladies. Take your little food selfie. Like, that's fine if, that's if you're one of those. too. No. God almighty. If somebody likes to take pictures of their food, I don't mind because it's a time stamp. So, it dep- the why matters. We, we say that all the time. Like, I say that all the time. The why matters for me. If, you, if your food is plated well, I think that's a compliment to the chef. If you want to tag the restaurant later, especially if you're somebody who does Yelp reviews later. like you have. Yeah, right. Okay. So I'm not talking about the posting, but yeah. I'm saying if you want to take the photographs and save them and then throw your phone back in your purse or your pocket or whatever, like you should do that. But then after, like once your meal progresses, forget about it. It's okay. People are like, oh, you know, well, my kids and they'll Girl, be okay for 30, 45 minutes while you fine. sit at a table and have probably, dinner. They probably sitting there, be babysitting themselves with their TV and iPad anyway for 35, 40 minutes. Whether you're there or not. Exactly. <laughs> they ain't paying you no attention. They will be okay. Like, girl, put that phone down or at least mute it. I just, it, it just annoys me. Like, I've gotten to the point to where if I'm on a date, I don't even touch my phone. Mm-hmm. Unless it's just something that I have to capture i don't i try not to touch my phone i will stare at you across the table while you play with yours yeah because that's rude as hell mm-hmm. anyway we can, i could talk about this right i know now. but people that's be, that's our public service <laughs> courtney born ready and people be rude people be rude yo uh but that's that's the public service announcement for this week especially with valentine's day coming up and nba all-stars coming up people are going to be going out ciaa is coming up people are going to be going out if you're on a date, focus. Focus. So anyway. Focus on me. Come on, sing it, girl. Sing it, girl. I just want to focus. <laughs> oh, is it? I need Always. you to focus. I, girl, I don't know how the song sounds the same. But it's Baby, beautiful. won't she you can focus? Sing. Oh, oh. Yeah, she could definitely sing. And I just found out her name is Gabby. Yeah. I mean, I don't, girl, I don't be looking up these She things. used to be on TV when she was little. I know. So she was cute. So cute. Them chubby cheeks. Yeah, she was so cute. Um, So, every week, we give you guys the good, bad, and indifferent. We tell you what's going on in the world, what's going on in the news, what we've read, what we've heard. We tell you how we feel about it. You do not have to agree. You get to decide. And I really appreciate the opportunities that I have to, like, read your comments, especially on SoundCloud, and find out, you know, what you agreed on and what you didn't. Oh, gosh. Did they fry me for something? No, not recently. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, um, so what was impactful this week? I, I, I feel like there were a lot of good things. Um, what about you? Yeah, a lot of good things. I really want to talk about Beast Mode for a minute. Let's do it. Um, so everybody knows Marshawn Lynch, um, yes. the NFL player that, you know, he shows up so he don't get fired. Mm-hmm. Fined, um, fined. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he don't get fined. I'm, yeah, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Um, so Marshawn has recently began buying up property in his hometown to fight gentrification. And I seen him on an interview, and it was so funny because they asked him to explain gentrification. And basically, he was just like, I mean, white people will come back to the hood and buy up all the shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love him. So funny. And I was like, well, yeah, that's basically what it is. Um, and I recently had a conversation with one of my friends because she lives in West Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And she was just so stunned to see, you know, this millennial Caucasian couple just out walking their dogs and jogging like girl do you know where you at right like do you know where you at but oh they're turning the community though yes so it's important that if you have the means to or if you have to do some crowdfunding whatever to 
protect our communities because they are becoming few and far between. So I just want to give a huge hand clap of praise to Marshawn Lynch for taking matters into his own hands and protecting his community. That That's way. true. And you know what? Even if you have to take a step back to take a step up, step up we can also do that on some level. We really can. Um, yeah, I have my eyes on a, it's not a dwelling place, not like a, a home right. or anything, but I have my eyes on a location in my hometown, and I don't want to talk about it because people be listening. Yeah, and, don't do honey, it. They'll try to snatch it. So, um, and it, I feel like it was a place of, it was a safe space for me, mm-hmm. and I would love to be able to see that again for other children. Right. Um, in an attempt to to keep it because there are not many locations or spaces that were important to the black community growing up where I'm from that are still functioning. The building may be there, right. but nothing is being done with it. Right. So. As far as as it pertains to the whole concept, something I actually have been toying with is, and let me be clear, I totally understand, especially like with people who are from places like where we're from, who maybe didn't grow up with the best of the best or, you know, two story homes or, you know, just space. Mm-hmm. Like it, I remember when I was a kid, um, I played the violin and in order to get some privacy and to, to practice my instrument, I would have to go into like the little space where the laundry mm-hmm. was because that was the space. That was it. And so, um, but something I've been toying with is like taking a step back, like downgrading some to save more money mm-hmm. to purchase so that I can potentially build that up and then rent it out. Right. And not only that, but also getting together with some friends who are responsible and and doing the same thing. We can buy pieces of property one at a time if we just do it like that until you have it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I love Marshawn Lynch. Uh, I remember when he was playing football, you know, people talk so bad about him sometimes. Like, even some black people were like, oh, he's so rude. You know, he's, he should do the interviews. He should be better. Ba- He's right. Well, didn't he? Re- I thought he retired. He plays, for the, he plays for the Raiders. I'm tripping there. Because they went back to Oakland, and so because that's where he's from, he wanted, he wanted to, to go there. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, what it was then. Um, but yeah, I like Marshawn's attitude, and he saves all his money, his monies. Yes, he does. Yeah, he still plays. Why did I say go back to, to Oakland? They they've always been, been in. Yeah. <laughs> They've always been, I said, went back to Oakland. Uh, They've always been there. But, yeah, he plays for the Raiders now. Um, And I just think that I just just love Marshawn because he does not allow his employer to dictate who he is. Because that's really all the NFL is, just his employer. Like, you're not going to run me and tell me what I can and can't do. Like, I'm, I'm earning what you're giving me. You're not giving me anything that I'm not working for. Like, I feel like sometimes with, like, NBA, NFL, it's like, oh, we're we're giving you this, so you owe us to do what we say. Like, only thing I owe you is for the time that to I play. put on the field. That's right. it. I don't owe you anything else. That's we're true. trading services. Mm-hmm. I'm trading my talent. You're paying me. That's, the end. That, that's as far as it goes. That is correct. So I've always applauded him for staying true to himself and basically... 
not given AF. None. Zero. N- none of the Fs. None of the Fs. <laughs> I like it. Um, did you see uh, where Jay-Z went to the Duke pit game last week? You know what? I did not. Yeah, so he went and checked out the, the basketball games with one of his friends. His niece was there. I think the game was at Pitt. Um, I'm to understand that he was there kind of scouting. For so, Rock Nation Sport. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So that's really exciting. He and Meek Mill also organized a press conference last week. So Jay-Z was pretty busy, one of our faves, um, for, uh, with regards to discussing prison reform. Mm-hmm. And they did it at John Clay College of criminal justice in New York. So, um, shout out to Jay-Z. Shout out to Meek Mill for continuing to be active in the community. Bring some people some knowledge. We need that. A lot of it, yeah. Yeah. Jay-Z been in the news, too, for, you know, Kanye has some things to say that he, he's recently filed suit against Rockefeller, which Jay-Z sold back in 2004, so you don't have anything to do with mm-hmm. it. But he... I'm not sure if it's in the lawsuit or it may be in the lawsuit where Kanye and his lawyer stated that Kanye revitalized Jay-Z's career. And I was just like, Kanye. You know who revitalized Jay-Z's <laughs> career? What are you talking about? Do you know who who vitalized? Revitalized. What did I say? Who vitalized? Vitalized. The vitalization just... <laughs> of emancipation. I knew you were going to say that. My sisters. Listen, <laughs> if anybody did that, it was Beyonce, but I ain't going to go there. But yeah, um, so Jay-Z, I'm telling you, Jay-Z's the only person that can mind his business and stay in the news. Yeah. He is. Like, he was, I mean, they tried to throw him into this R. Kelly stuff. Like, yep. minding his business. I'm glad he didn't say anything, not one word. Because some of your faves. Oh, my God. Did you some see? Of your, some of your problematic faves. Speaking of the Carters, I know we weren't, but I am now. Did you see that picture of Blue? Yes, I did. And Blue got, got more hair than her haters. How you like them apples? Right. Remember, they talked so bad about that baby's hair. And I had a friend ask me, like, well, you know, just, you know, out of curiosity, like, well, because everybody thinks that I know everything because, you know, me and Beyonce talk. Anyway, somebody asked me, <laughs> why isn't she showing the twins? And I'm like, I mean, look how the bad way y'all talked about Blue. The way everybody dogged her daughter. I wouldn't show my twins either. And I just hate everybody that did that because y'all messed it up for the beehive. Because I mean, we want to see our niece and nephew. I see them see see once a month anyway. You know what I'm saying? My schedule is busy, so I can only see Rumi and Sir once a month. Listen, but. y'all just messing it up for everybody wanting to talk mess. But now, you so quiet. Why ain't y'all saying nothing now? Why ain't nobody got nothing to say now? Just because your mama pulled it out your edges when you was a child. <laughs> You're so mean. And Blue still got hers. Okay, y'all want to hate. Courtney, Blue got her own edges. She got my edges, your edges, Listen, all the haters' edges. That's what happened when your mama let you be a child. That is so. And leave your that's hair That's a word. Which, what that do you is need a to word. Have your uh, wig slayed and you a darn three-year-old. Like, that is a word. Who gives a crap? Now, even the way she was dressed and just looks like a kid. And I love that. Right. She Whether you're a celebrity. Makeup like some of y'all other faves, kids. And we ain't gonna get on it. But I'm gonna be quiet. Let's talk about Spike Lee. Do the right thing. Let's do the right thing and talk about yes, Spike. Yes, let's do that. Go ahead. So, can you believe that Spike Lee has never actually, like, been awarded? No! 
an Oscar. No. Like, he has an honorary Oscar, but he's never actually, like, been awarded one, um, you know, just, just like, from the Academy. Mm-hmm. So... He may make history and become the first black director to win an Oscar for his film, Black Klansman. Yes. Now, I haven't watched this film. I've heard mixed reviews about it. I haven't heard anything just bad. bad. But, you know, some people thought it was okay. um, And some people um, didn't. But it does um, star, and let me get this straight because I do not want him to come for me. Denzel, because he be listening. Mm-hmm. Denzel Washington and Pauletta. Yes. <laughs> that, listen, he don't play sure. about his mama. You have to make sure that you put Pauletta in there because, listen, she birthed him. But, yeah, um, Denzel and Pauletta's son is in, what's his name, John David Washington? Mm-hmm. He um, stars in Ballers, too, that's on HBO. Um, and so I'm hoping that Spike Lee gets what he deserves. Like, I feel like people like him, um, who am I thinking of? Samuel Jackson. Angela Bassett, like it's just crazy to me that these people do not have Oscars. Like Samuel Jackson has been in like four hundred and fifty movies, yelling in every single one. I mean, just just acting his ass off, right? So it just goes to show that it not necessarily like the Oscars. Not to say that talent doesn't win, but a lot of times black talent doesn't win, even if you are better than the other people that you're, you know, that you're um, in the same categories with. And watching The View, I'm telling you, like, I I like Whoopi, but she be doing some questionable stuff. She irks your nerves a little bit. She does because, you know, when when everybody talks about, you know, I can't believe this person had one, can't believe that person had one, can't believe this film didn't win, blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, you know, on the Academy, we're looking at different things than what you all are looking at. So, she's on the committee? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't find that hard to believe. Yeah. I just don't know who's on the committee. Yeah, she's on there, and she's basically like, you know, if, if I'm a if I'm on it for costume, I'm only looking at the costume aspects, and there's certain things I'm looking for. So, just because everybody likes the movie, it doesn't mean that it's the best of what we see. I understand what she's saying, but if you're saying, like, oh, like, something about best costume, then that should just be best costume. When right. it comes down to stuff like, like, best... What the things that are in best picture, Black Klansman is in the running for uh, best picture, overall mm-hmm. picture. Mm-hmm. It's going against Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, uh, Roma, A Star is Born, Vice, and Black Panther. So, yes, if, if I've, I've seen all of these movies except for Vice. Now, if, and listen, Bohemian Rhapsody great story they made some changes in the middle of the movie with um you know who the star i feel like it changed the dynamic of the movie i know white people love bohemian rhapsody but black panther yeah i don't know i yes there there's some bias here but i just think about like how many times i went to see it and how many peers of mine went to see it multiple times who are not black mm-hmm. what the numbers did mm-hmm. I will be why would people not why would people the because numbers think about it, we are like what 12-13% of the population right we can't make a movie correct so 
other people were going to see it multiple times. Yes, that, <laughs> the amount of money. I wish I had the dollar amount on the top of my head, but I know we talked about it on the show. Black Panther pulled in so much money, y'all. They did so much research with those costumes and Ruth the makeup. Yes. Like, come on. Um, I want to throw in this tidbit of history, too. Please. Since we are coming up on um, Black, Black History, history Month. What is Black History Month? I mean, Black History 365. 365. 366 on the leap year, girl. So, in 1991, John Singleton was the first black man to receive um, the Best Director nomination for Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love him. He's like one of my um, Lee Daniels was second in 2009 for Precious. 2012, Steve, Steve McQueen became um, the first black director to direct an Oscar-winning film for 12 Years a Slave. Um, Barry Jenkins was nominated for Moonlight, and Jordan Peele scored the nomination in 2017 for Get Out. So yeah. We I'm don't hoping, have that many. No, and I'm hoping that Spike Lee can bring it on home because he deserves his things. Like, I mean, this man gave us Kirkland. I mean, that's right enough. Thing. That's enough right I mean, there. Come on. Didn't he do Higher Learning, too? Or no, that was John Singleton. John Singleton. Okay. And um, oh, what's the movie where Denzel Washington is in the bank? Spike Lee did that movie, too. He did yes. that game, too. Yeah. God, what is the name of the movie? Y'all, it's going to kill me. And I know people who are listening to this right now who are like... Devil in a Blue Dress? No, girl. What? Uh, it was like a bank heist movie. Bank Inside Man. Didn't he do Inside Man? Spike Lee? Yeah. I Am I know. tripping? I think you are. <laughs> Direct note. I'm sorry. Release date March 20th, 2006. Um, directed by Spike Lee. Okay, I heard that was a good movie too. When I, I tell one, you. That's one thing that watched the movie that I hadn't seen. Oh. It's so good, and B. A, another tidbit was he, Denzel's, I, I need to stop saying that. John David Washington mm-hmm. did not have to audition for this role. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, I've been he he was like, I've been knowing him since he was born. He was like, well, actually, before he was mm-hmm. born, he was like, and I knew as soon as I got the script for this that he was the one. Mm-hmm. He was like, there was no audition. I just said, I got this. You'd be per- perfect for him. And guess who brought it to his attention? Who? Jordan Peele. Of course. Jordan Peele is the one who That's said, what, "This is what I'm talking you about." You need to do this. When I, network, yeah, your network. I'm telling yeah. you, it'll get you there every time. That's yeah. good. And while we're on the topic, because I don't want us to jump back and forth and mm-hmm. be all over the place, but I want to talk more Oscar, Oscar news. Um, Hannah Beachler um, is the first African American Oscar nominee for production design for Black Panther. <laughs> she also did. Um, some work for Moonlight, and she did Beyonce's Lemonade. So, I mean, come on. Give sis her things. Yeah, Give her her things. I'm rooting First for ever. everybody black. Me too. In the words of the great Issa Rae, I'm rooting for everybody black. And I want Black Panther specifically to walk away with all the things. Just, just being honest. I want them to. I just hope that it doesn't end up being one of those... Grammy lemonade moments where or when Denzel Washington was in the audience trying to hold back his tears for fences for fences yeah um that's Ooh, that's that the thing. My every time yeah I don't want to because I know that all of us are going to be watching because of because of Black Panther let's just be honest that's why we're watching because of Black Panther and Spike Lee and Black Klansman and these types of and films if, and Bill Street could talk and Green Book. 
It's built. It's built. Yeah, because it came out last yep, year. Yeah, it did okay. right at the end of the year. So I'm. I'm just like, man, don't don't. I'm just tired of of them taking our talents, and our views, and our money, and then not giving us any recognition. So I'm just like, I don't want to sit here through because let's be honest, the Oscars are boring as fuck, I and I don't want to say that same thing and give you my views and my time. For my people to not win any other thing. Here's the other piece of that. Not saying we should totally have to break away from the Oscars, but they weren't necessarily created for us anyway. And I don't want to go off like on a whole rant about that. But sometimes I'm thinking, well, what does the that award specifically really matter? Like off of principle, yes. No way you should put me in the category and then I lose when I really deserve it. But on the flip side of that, like, do we honor our black awards like that? I don't, I don't think. And I wish, if we don't, I wish we did. I don't, I don't think that, like, me specifically, Mm -hmm. I don't, but, like, if I were a thespian to the caliber of Denzel Washington, my what what the academy and my peers in this industry think of my work it, it does matters. matter to okay me. that's fair that's fair now us i'm like man we know it was a good movie but i feel like in their mind it is the it is what a lot of them aspire to obtain and achieve just like people who win grammys so you don't necessarily believe that it's um, they're looking for acceptance amongst the white culture. It's just that it creates more, when you can cross over and your group of peers, like the collective believes in your work, then it creates more opportunity. So yes, you want that attention. I understand yes, from that perspective. And, and that validation and recognition. Okay. So I think that, I think it's, I think it's both. We definitely should put more focus on our own awards, mm-hmm. but I know that anyone that is at, the height of their career to that point to where you're even being looked at for Oscars and you work like say a Denzel Washington or Regina King or Viola Davis, Angela Bassett, um, Samuel Jackson, Morgan Freeman, like these people, they want, they've been doing this their entire life. And I would be crazy to sit here and think that they do not want this honor because they do, you know, and they deserve it. Just like, the Meryl Streep's of the world. They deserve this, too. Girl, Meryl um, Streep, Streep is a a gift. She is. She really is. She, you know, they deserve it. Just like, you know, a Glenn Close. Like, I don't want, because I'm a movie person. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, every time somebody that's non-black wins it over a black person that they didn't deserve. Because they they work hard, too. But we are, we drive the culture. And right now with being in film and radio and TV like you cannot deny the product that these people are because that's really what it is the product that these people are producing this the the theater the the movies the soundtracks the the costumes you cannot deny what these people are doing correct so just give give them their things too right give them their things like please have you ever seen, speaking of awards, have you ever seen um, I Can Do Bad All By Myself? Girl, yeah. Okay. I went to the movies this year. Did I? I think I did, too. What about? all I remember is that mama being dead on that bus for three days and then nobody know it. That always bothers me. 
was she on the bus or was she dead for three days? Was she on? Was she on? The, she wasn't on the bus for three days, was she? I I think she had been on there. She died and was just on there. I think she died on the bus and then she was dead for three days and nobody. Morning. Yeah. Okay, that's what it was. That's still bothering. Because yeah, I was gonna say, um, that would be t- so. What about hustle and flow? Yeah, I liked it. You know, it's hard out here, here for a pin. When you're trying to get this money for the rent. <laughs> and the kind of lucky gas money spent. Hey. What's the last one? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl. So you I'm and I George. went to see Proud Mary. Yes. Are yeah. you, like, leading down this Taraji rat yes, girl. Baby boy. Girl, I just saw a... Uh, um, a clip of her, not her table reading, but one of her readings, like interactive readings from um, Baby Boy. It is so good and so funny. And that is just straight Merlin. Like, she was being herself in Baby Boy. She was. Um, every time she gives a speech, I just love it. And so, I don't know if we mentioned this last week. I don't think that we did, but on January the 28th, which will be yesterday by the time you guys hear this and tomorrow for us... Um, Taraji P. Henson, who has quite a few connections in North Carolina, as a matter of fact, little known fact, um, will be honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And she has a new movie out, too. It comes out. Um, it comes out. Has it come out yet? What Men Want comes out this this upcoming week? Yes, and it has Erica Badu in it as well. And they both, now you know I love me some Taraji. But you of all people... Um, Should have known better than to go. do some of the foolishness that you did the other day on on Instagram. Oh, we talking about Erica? No, Taraji. Talking about Taraji. What did she do? So, see, this is supposed to be a positive moment. It is positive. <sighs> Listen, you cannot. That's the. We just had this discussion yesterday at the Battle of the Sexes about how holding people accountable. Mm-hmm. Now, I can I can tear you down and build you right back up because you still. Taraji P. Henson, we love you. I you love belong Taraji. to us. We belong to you. Yes, okay. she belongs to us. So I feel like if we can't chastise you or give you an honest critique, then can't nobody else do it. Like we can tell you. So Taraji gets on her. I get. I really feel like maybe because everybody was going in on Erica, and they're you know kind of in this movie and having this you know press. That she felt the need to jump in, but she got on her Insta stories and was like, it's this whole mute R. Kelly, why, you know, so she went and, and recorded this on her live. She went to the tags and tagged mute R. Kelly. You know, it, it brought up how many ever millions or thousands, hundreds of thousands. Then she goes and deflated. takes that out and puts in hashtag mute Weinstein or Weinstein and it's nothing but... Taraji, first of all, why would it be a mute Weinstein when Weinstein is not an artist? An he's artist, not a musical he's not a singer, artist. right? And he has been charged with rape. He lost his company. Yep. There are documentaries coming out about him. So people just say doing that without that. doing the research. Stop. Like, and it's not even difficult. Like, just do your Googles. But she should know that you are an actress. You are at the height. Like, you are up there. People know you. Right. So, you know what is going on with Harvey Weinstein. If you don't, you need to know. So, my thing is, Taraji, keep making movies. 
and do your research before you start. Right, doing I was gonna say like don't that. you don't have to be quiet, no. but you just have to know what you're talking about. Yeah, so that's my thing. Like now, because I, I was already like, yes, Taraji getting her star. You know, I always talk about how I love her. And it's she time, fine, boo. Mm. Get about to get married. Murray. Like Taraji, come on, sis. Not like, married, Murray. About to get married. You, you got a movie out. You don't want nothing negative. Because my thing is this. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Right. It, it ain't got nothing to do with you. She was trying to defend her friend. Girl. Her friend. Let it go. We love you, though, but just do your Googles next time, boo. That's <laughs> all I have to say about her because I was like, sis, listen, I don't want them to start frying you. Be yeah. quiet. Just just work. focus on the movie right now. You don't need no negative press, okay? Right. Speaking of artists, um, Chris Brown. Breezy, for sheezy. Who needed My eat a couple hamburgers from sunken, sunken in cheeks? But oh. I'm gonna be quiet. He's stressed out. So last week, um, there was a report that came out that a young lady in Paris, Paris, definitely in France, Paris, I think. Okay, so <laughs> I'm tripping. Um, no, she was in Paris, North Carolina. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I did not mean it that way. You know what? I'm not gonna let you play me on no Sunday, okay? Listen, okay. play all day. Courtney be playing. What, what did um, Prince say? A person who tries to play, play me plays themselves. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, um, but there were accusations of um, Chris with Chris dealing with Chris Brown and sexual assault. Per usual. Right. So, you know, it, it's very complex when it comes to people who accuse people of rape um, because we know that so many women... So many people, <clears throat> but women in disproportionate numbers, are taken advantage of in that way. And yes, we believe survivors. I also believe that people need to be men need to be protected, or people need to be protected when the accusations are false. Um, it sounds like since the the stories have been coming out, and you know we've been trying to keep up with the story, it sounds like everyone who was Anywhere near the situation said that Chris Brown was not. Was not there? Was not there. Was nowhere near it. And now there's a story that's saying that Chris Brown is actually going to sue her for defamation. And I saw online where some people were dragging him, but I'm like, I think that some people, not just Chris Brown, but once someone is in trouble, a lot of times they become an easy target. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, they could have done it because they've been in trouble before. Mm-hmm. And and I really feel like this might be one of those situations. I was not there. I wasn't a fly on the wall. I couldn't tell you. But not only are his peers saying it, but people who are outside of his peer group are like, actually, this young lady is known for, you know, fabricating stories. And Chris Brown was nowhere near the situation. That does not mean that something didn't happen to her, but Chris Brown had nothing to do with it. Now, I don't know if they've allowed Chris Brown to come back to the States yet. I think so. Okay. Because I know that right after he was released, he still had to stay. And they were saying that he might have to surrender his passport. Um, oh, my God. This that was just, just the initial this story. It's crazy. Of course, as soon as he got out, he went to social media, which we usually advise against. But I don't think he said anything terrible other than calling her. He definitely called her B. He shouldn't have done that. Um, But but he went to social. What I'm saying is he went to social media to say she's lying. And this is a disrespect to my mother and my daughter, which I totally understood. 
You don't think he should have called her a bitch? No. You so nice. I want to be nice like you when I grow up. I want to be a little feistier by the end of the year. Um, that's why I think that in this day and age, people need to realize, like, you don't always have to be first. Like, wait until the story comes out before you just start running with stuff. Yes. Like, this is this boy's... I don't want to call him a boy because he's a grown-ass grown man. man now. This is this man's life. And yes, he has made mistakes in the past. I'm not saying that he no damn saint because he's definitely not a saint. Right. But at least let the story develop before you just start saying, Right, before yes, you make a full-on judgment call. Yeah, God because, almighty. Because here's the thing, and we know this from politics, like once, the, once a lie is out there and people are running with it, you can have every proof that it wasn't true, and people will always stick that on on a person. Yeah, like five years from now, people will be if something else came up, like a small situation, like the whole monkey thing or whatever. They'd be like, "Well, yeah, he's always in something, wasn't he?" In Paris a few years back, uh, back uh, accused of rape. Like they will bring that up, even if it's proven that he had nothing to do with it. Yeah. One thing that I noticed on the radio all last week was that um, radio stations were very intentional about playing Chris Brown music. Like, I heard Chris Brown's music more than even, like, his old songs from when he was a kid. Like, I heard them put them in rotation, and I feel like that was their way of saying, like, we're supporting you because it seems like this is not true. true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I just want him to eat a little bit. He's a little bit too slim. Right. It well, don't look good. Maybe you need to cook him a hamburger or now, some I can make him a hamburger now. Can that's one thing I can't make. And cheese? I don't know about that. But I can make him a hamburger. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of uh, another artist, and then we'll we'll get off that. Um, DMX is out of jail. Just want y'all to know that. Yes, he is out of jail. And I hope he stays out of jail and stays off drugs. Me too. I, I really... I don't know what word I want to use, but... I love DMX. And I want yeah, his, I want his life to I hope his life is fulfilling. I hope he's surrounded by people who love him genuinely. Um I believe DMX's family loves him. I believe his family and his friends love him. Yeah. I seen Swiss Beats post about him it was taken up for him because when the post, you know, somebody took a picture of him when he first got out or whatever and people were laughing at the way he looks and he was in jail. And that's what Swiss Beats God. was like I mean, dang, like I mean I know y'all going on all his looks but like this man just came home, like, let him get himself together. Like, why are y'all going in on the way he looks? Like, it was just, it, it was just, people are sick. Like, I just hope that because if you ever, like, seen, like, his behind the music or listen yes. to his interviews, like, DMX is another one of those men, black men, who need, they need, he needs therapy. Yes. <laughs> DMX needs emotional and mental help. Yeah, support. And support. Um, Because I think that people forget, like, you don't just, you know, like, wake up one day and just turn into a a DMX. Yes. There, I mean, you go through things in life that lead you down the path that you ultimately end up on. And unless somebody goes back and looks like, why is, why has DMX had so many troubles? Like, what what happened what to him, him to this point. Yeah, yeah. It's easy and quick to just judge somebody. And that's one of the things that I feel like always has happened with DMX. Now, not to say that he hadn't caused his own mess because right. he be doing stuff. I remember one time he showed up in my hometown at a bar girl. People went nuts. I bet they did. Oh, my God, he went crazy. 
Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like he he needs support and he needs help. So I hope that he gets it. And I mean, I know he got a slew of chillings. So I hope that they are surrounding him and loving him and helping him hopefully get and stay well. I agree. That's all I'm saying about that. We love you, DMX, yes. here at the Culture Shock Podcast. He is a he is a staple in Black culture. Rough Riders. He is a yeah, staple in Black culture. And if they and say they, they they don't or they do, you a hater. Lie. You a hater. And a hater gonna hate. That's what a hater gonna do. Just like another thing I gotta say, even though he slick participated in scamming a bunch of rich white kids that I don't really feel bad for. If you say you didn't like Murder, Inc. and Ja Rule, you like okay, too. Okay, you okay. Listen, so because I had did. this argument Everybody with somebody did. weeks ago, and Everybody I was like, did. listen, corny ASS came through and, and kind of helped ruin Ja Rule's career. He did. But out of the two, come on now. Ja Rule had it going on. He did. Like, he, he just got on. clowned out of his career. But for no reason because the person that did the clowning was doing the exact same thing. He was singing and trying to get, you know, have female artists. Like he was doing the exact same thing. Yep. I'm you know? sure this I'm sure this would offend him if, if he heard it. Cause I have bopped to a good uh few fifty cent songs. Yeah, no, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I like but, I, I had G Unit sweatshirts. Like right. I thought I was in G Unit back in the day. I mean I like both. But when I think <laughs> about the way that he drags people as in my adult life, I'm like, man, that's corny. Like, come with something better. Leave people alone. Like I you getting your laughs off or whatever, but and people are so susceptible to, you know, the opinion of other people that they look up to, right? Because that's what really happened. So fifty cent clowning you. Oh, we like 50 Cent in this moment right now, so forget Ja Rule. Like, yeah, when there stupid. was space for both of them. It was. There's plenty of room for all of us. I mean, they even attacked Ashanti, and she didn't have nothing to do with it. Nothing, not a thing with her fine self. Nothing to do with it. I mean, they were calling her Ashanti Eddie Monster about her sideburns. Her sideburns. I always liked her little sideburns. People, people kill me, mean, though. though. That was so mean. At least she got sideburns. Right. At least she got enough hair to have sideburns. Right. They did go in on Ashanti, and she had nothing they, She had nothing to do with it. But um, And 50 Cent tried to do the same thing to Rick Ross, but it didn't work. Like, Because right. I just think Rick Ross is like, nigga, shut your ass up. Like, right. I don't feel like he's susceptible to that. Fact. You know? Like, but... That's what he does. He even he does it to women. Like, I just think that there it says something about I, the caliber of, of thank you. If you gotta pick on women, yeah, like you have to pick on women. Like, like I can a, see him. Like I'm not gonna say I can see it, but I under I can understand why so many people go at Wendy Williams because she has made her career off airing y'all's dirty right. laundry. So I can see why people have an issue with her and they take shots at her, but. Like, just regular women or girls who may try to stand up for themselves or, you know, don't participate in your bullshit and you just attack and then you see other men, like, You pick on in. people that you think are weak. Yeah, like that. You're a bully. That is, ex- I was getting ready to <laughs> use it. You know, that's my. You're a 40-something-year-old bully. Biggest pet peeve is a bully. Golly, like, stop it. And I'm not going, and I'm, like I said, we here on the Culture Shop Podcast, we love all things black. So I feel like somebody who has supported you, who has bought your CDs, who, you know, spends money on the culture, I can have my damn opinion. I can call your ass out. Right. 
and still love you at the same time. Yeah, I, I, I do I like. Still watch power. Okay, I was getting ready to say I, I love mean, power. Yeah, but I can still call you out on your bullshit and say you're corny and you're right. a bully. It's not being a bully. Like I love a good cracking session, but come on, like when you're like even in a cracking session, if me and you right now are going back and forth at each other and we talking about each other's hair and each other's mamas and all that kind of stuff, the moment it gets a little too serious, it's like okay, I won or you won. It's over, That's but he why, don't know how to stop. No, and he goes below the belt. Like, even the stuff with his son, like, I just can't. Mm. I, I just can't. It's certain things that, like, as a, just a person, I just can't respect that. Yeah. Like, regardless of what happened with, the, with him and the mom and, like. The son is so young. And y'all look just alike. Right. Like, nigga, you can talk about the way he look and then he looks just like your ass. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? Boy, please don't get my blood pressure up on this. Hurt people, Sunday. hurt people, honey. But yeah, so um, anyway, off of that, let's talk about some black boy joy. joy. Okay. okay, let's talk about some black boy joy. So um, it has been all over social media lately. That's what I was doing when you root when I was rudely told to pay attention. I was trying to get my facts together because you was asking me questions that I had just told you and the people on the Culture Shop podcast. I was acting like your boy. So you <laughs> <laughs> like what you right. said? What you said? Right. Listen, I was just trying to get my facts together because. I be wanting to get the people the correct information. You know what I'm saying? Because let me not say something to their liking. They will drag you. They will drag you. But you know what? It's all about it. Exactly. Accountability. They just holding your feet to the fire, girl. And so was I when I called you out about being on the phone. That's all I'm saying. Right. But listen, y'all, I don't want y'all to think that I was just ignoring her, being rude. I was trying to make sure that I got my facts together. So I did not speak on air. Anyway. So, Black Boy Joy, I want to talk about... Darian D. Hall. Do you know who Darian Hall is? I feel like I've heard the name. He's been all over social media. Okay. Oh, I do know who he is. Okay, go. Darian Hall is... This is is good, girl. It is This is good. Darian Hall is co-founder of Hill House, which is a wellness studio where black men and women can go for rejuvenation and restoration. It is located in Brooklyn, North Carolina. Um, I don't know what college Darian went to, but he is... um, a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated, Black Boy Joy out here helping the men get healed so they don't be coming home getting on my nerves. Right. Go get you some help, bruh, at the Hill House. And you know what's good? <laughs> what's good about it is I think a lot of times, like, black women, um, we'll discuss this in a minute, but, like, want to protect black men and want to tell black men, like, what's healthy for them. And they don't... um they don't always listen to us. No. But I think, like, when it's presented by another brother, someone who looks even more like them, then they're like, oh, well, other men are doing it. Let me give it a try. And let me do this, too, because I cannot... I just... This was, this was terrible. So, Darian is the co-founder, along with Eliza... It's either Eliza or Elisa Shankle. So okay. This is their okay. Team. So, this is so it's, it's both of them. Okay. Um, but I think that... I don't know, maybe a little bit of patriarchy too. But I think it's just so rare to see oh, yeah, 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 black for sure. men in the forefront of mental health for other black men. Yeah. Um, that people really just I kinda la- I guess kinda latched onto it because seeing him in this space is a yoga studio yeah, promoting mental mental, mental wellness health. for black, black men. men. So shout out to the the founders of Hill House, the king and queen of Hill House, okay? 
Go up there if you're in Brooklyn. Not the king and the queen. The king and the queen. Go up there. If you're in Brooklyn, if you're taking a trip, you know, hop out of your Airbnb, go on over and take your yoga class, meditation. I mean, I'm pretty sure they probably have, like, therapy connects, too, if, if you're um, residing in that area to get some of those emotional kinks worked out. It's important. Because just like we were talking about yesterday at um, Battle of the Sexes, like, you're spouse is not like for lack of a better word like your whipping boy like we don't it's not fair for us to have to take that right so we all need to be healthier and work out those issues so that when we are with our mates our families mama sister daddy brothers we can focus on enjoying and growing that relationship and not like i just talked about this last night with somebody on the phone like it is so unfair for no matter what the relationship is for one person in the relationship to always just be unloading like that is not fair that is not healthy you need to do that with somebody who was paid to listen to that <laughs> because every time you talk to me or you talk to your boyfriend or you talk to your mom or you talk to your dad your sister your brother it's not fair to just be unloading on them. <laughs> like they don't, they're not your therapist. They, because energy is transferable. So you're just taking all of that bad juju and just dumping it on me. And so then what am I to do with it? You know what? That's a word. Even for me, like there are three people that I, that I usually talk to almost every day. And as soon as we get on the phone, it's like, this is, da, 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 da. and then there's a grand pause. Like, even if I call this, like, this grand pause, and it'll be like, So, how are you doing? And I, number one, I can't even talk about anything positive that I plan to talk about, and I want to get off the phone. Yeah, because it's like, Ooh, now I need to decompress from this conversation that I just had with you when I really called to say something exciting or. Just to see, you know, like how things are going or talk about like when we're going to meet up and people will dump on you. And it's funny because the people who dump on you the most will tell you don't let other people dump on you. No. And I've gotten to the point like if I really need something like from a friend perspective, like I'm really going through something that I need advice or I need to talk Mm -hmm. to you. I will say hey, I need a vent. Me too. Like can you talk like when is a good time? Like I'm not just going to just call you and be like. Oh, da 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 da, or wait on you. You know, you just happen to come and be like, "Hey, girl," and then I am like, "No, I'm I'm telling you, this is the space that I'm in. Yeah. Are you able to handle this in this moment, or when is a good time that we can have event session?" I'm with because you. I'm with girls. you on that. That is a that is a kindness because I do the same thing. Yeah. Actually, I rarely call my friends with stuff like that, but when I do need to talk, that is a kindness that we give to the people that other people just do not give. Mm-hmm. I have somebody who literally calls me and they'll be like, hey girl, to try to get me into that. Like, oh, it's all good today. What's up, girl? Girl, let me tell yeah, you. And then it's like, like whoa, you set me up. Yeah, like that is like trickery. Yeah. Because we all have our own things and just because I may not be talking to you about it, you don't know what I may be dealing with or carrying right now at this moment. Mm-hmm. So it's not to say that as your friend, I won't take that with, I won't take the venting or let you dump. But let me find let, the space. Yeah, let me be prepared. Like, okay, 
I know so-and-so got a lot going on. Child, let me get my glass on. Let me see. Let me prepare. Yeah, you may need to decompress from what's going on with you first so that you have the capacity to do so. Give me some. I'm with you. If you are listening to this show right now and you're a person who, and listen, maybe some people are dumpers and they don't know, but your friends and your family are not your trash bags, okay? No. So if you need to vent, it is okay. That's what, because we belong to each other, right? So we have to take care of each other. Um, therapy is really important. We talk about that on the show. But if you can't get to a therapist, you can't afford one, or you just can't get there today, evaluate which person you are in this scenario and then govern yourself accordingly. And at least allow a person to create the space to handle what you're about to unload. Yeah. I like that, B. And then once you realize which person you are in that situation, if you are the dumper, I need you to make a conscious effort of the people that you call and dump on and make some type of timetable to where it's like you call or text them and say, hey, are you okay? Right. If you need to talk, I'm here. Because they may they may have in your mind like she don't have time to listen to my mess because every time I talk to her, I'm in her drama. Mm-hmm. Like, check on your friends. You'll know you're that person if, like, especially if you are used to calling one person or two people in particular and they stop answering your calls because every time you call, you have <laughs> something. Like, I don't even mind if we talk every day and three days out of the week, you got something negative to say. If we have talked, if we're somebody who talks every day, mm-hmm. at least the other four days have something positive, girl. Yeah. Then I feel like it's balanced. Yeah, so make sure that you're taking inventory of your role in in relationships because you don't want to always be the dumper. You don't want to always be the taker. Right. You don't necessarily always want to be the giver either. Right. So evaluate the roles that you play within all of your relationships to make sure that they're healthy. Always being the giver without any reciprocation, and I don't mean like people have to give to you, but at least some appreciation um, that that builds resentment, and I know, like from personal experience, it's just like, man, I'm so tired. Yeah, I want to continue to give, but then when I need, there's no one. Right. So, and if you are a constant giver, I know we're going on and on, but if you are a constant giver, because I'm a giver, allow people to give to you. That's because tough, though. sometimes that's why people don't because. Like they're so used to you being the giver. They're so used to you being the giver. And what I've had to realize in some of my relationships, not all of them, is that I give on the scale to which I can give. Mm-hmm. Everybody is not on that same scale. Right. So just because it doesn't match up to what you feel like you have given someone, That's if that true. person is trying to give you anything... Yes. You don't know what it took for them to even be able to to do that because it may seem like something small, but I mean, people do have pride and they know that it may not measure up to all that you've done for them. But the fact that they're like, okay, I need to give so-and-so something. It may not be what she's given me or what she can give me, but I need to show something like I'm thinking about you like, here, it may be a $10 gift card. It may be $5 to get you a coffee. But the fact that they thought about, you. let me give them something mm-hmm. to show that I am aware of all that they do for me. That that matters. And we have to be willing to accept those small things with as, as much grace and gratitude 
as we would the bigger things, if that, that makes sense. That's really good. When I was a teenager, there was a, I used to live with my grandmother, and there was this lady that used to come up and down our street, this little old white lady, and she would always be like, um, she drove, Mm-hmm. And she would stop in front of the house because I could never go anywhere. So I was always sitting on the porch with my friends or by myself. But she would stop and give me cookies. But the cookies would be like old and stale. Like she was mentally ill and mm-hmm. um, old and stale. And they would be open and half eaten and stuff like that. But she, <laughs> I don't know why I'm going here. But she um, she always made it a point to stop. And then like I, I worked at KFC, which is like a half a mile from where I lived she would stop in there and I would give her like extra or like not make her pay. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or I would pay for her food. And once I guess once she saw that I lived there, that's when she stopped and started giving those things. And granted, I'm not going to eat the cookies, but I'm not going to be like, no, either though. I took them. I thanked her. I hugged her every single time. Something that messes with me though, is when I hear people talking and they're like, can you believe so-and-so gave me a, they could have just kept this in my, from a mental standpoint. I'm like, dang, like, why wouldn't, if that person knew that you said that, that would break their heart. Like they gave you what they could or like older generations who just will not accept stuff. Oh God. Usually it's black women, older black women who just, you try and try and try to give to them and they just will not take it. So it's all, I don't know. It's all relevant, but... Yeah, so... To wrap it up, evaluate your relationships to make sure that they're balanced and healthy and that just like you're giving, that you're able to receive. And it's just like a constant flow. Right. So, I'm I'm glad you said that because with regards to receiving and constant flow, yesterday we did have our first event, Battle of the Sexes. I think it was a success. I can't wait to do it again. Um, We got into some really good dialogue. Um, And I want to talk about some of the takeaways and some of the things that we really liked yesterday. One of my favorite parts is that... um, we had a plethora of individuals in the room. There were some generational differences, and mm-hmm. you could tell just by the responses that people were giving and the scenarios that they were giving, you know, what those differences are. Um, I know one person whose personality was just really shining in the room um, seemed very adamant about ensuring that we have balance. Mm-hmm. With regards to our relationships, especially with men, not necessarily romantic, um, but just how in, in the way that like black people need to take care of each other and that black men are just as responsible for holding their end of the bargain. Yes. As black women. And then on the opposite side of the room, you had someone who's a, a little bit older, looking good. Fine, black, fine. Listen, fine as wine. Um who's a little bit older though who's a part of a generation that believes that women are the black women are here to soften the blow for black men because they go through so much in society my argument to that of course was black women are in the workforce now in a way that we haven't been in the past we deserved respect back then but we certainly deserve it now because everything that black men are going through in the um, world black women are going through that as well and then we still have to come home and be beneath the black man and and we're trying to 
develop an environment where we are working as a collective. As a team. Right. As a team. And because not, we could kill it if we did that. Right. As a team. Like, not behind every good man is a good, good woman. woman. Like, no, right. we need to be beside each other. We right. need to be beside each other. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that sometimes we're walking, you might be in front, I might right. have to fall back, but there are going to be times where I need to take the reins on this and you need to fall back. Right. It's constant. It's a flow. My thing we, was- we have to be able to, we have to be able to be that for one another. And I agree with both, both aspects of the conversation. Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, like I work every day too. Right. I don't. I want to come home and not have to be the strong black woman. Right. Like where? Where can I go to break? Right. Where can I, I go? I need to, a hug. I yeah. need a nap. Yeah. I, I can't wash the dishes to, today. Yeah. I need somebody to go get me Chick Fil A. Right. Like, <laughs> like I need somebody to rub my feet. Like right. I'm not to say that I can't do those things for you, but I can't be on guard and be who I need to be out in the world and then come home and have to be the protector of that of the house and your feelings too. Right. We no. got to do that for each other at home. Right. We talked about that clip of Nikki Giovanni um, where she is saying, lie to me. Yeah. Because you go out into the world and, of course, your employer or the white man or whatever is happy with you because you smile at him even if you aren't happy. So he thinks you're fine. And then you come home and unload on me. We just got through with a conversation about dumping. It's not right. And it's funny because I the, uh, I heard the clip a long time ago. And the first time I heard it, I was like, I don't want to be lied to. I know. I did too. And I, I had to listen. To, I had to go back and, and watch it a couple of times. The intent, though. Like, I get it. No, and I still don't. I don't want to be lied to. But I think the concept is... The same thing that my grandma said, charity starts at home. So if you're going to be kind to those people, be kind to me too. If you need to dump on somebody, let it be somebody outside of the house because the charity, the giving, the love, it starts at home. I'm the one who holds you down. You're the one who holds me down. We need to talk talk nice to each other. Talk to me nice. Listen, are you familiar with Emily King? Yes. Okay, so... Um, she, her last album, when I tell you, I, I, I love her. She's like, pretty. I love her. And I met her once. She was so sweet to me. I and remember. She's now my friend in Durham? Yeah. No, yeah. she was here in Charlotte. Okay. But she, her last album was called The Switch. Mm-hmm. And this conversation that we're having with the Nikki Giovanni clip, it has a lot to do with it because, um... The title track to that song is called The Switch, and I'm just going to read you some of the lyrics. So she says in the song, friends, they adore you. It's never boring. Whenever you're around, great conversation, entertaining. You never let them down. But you always tired when I get you alone. You run out of your charms by the time you get home. Ain't got no time for this, so just turn it on. Turn on the switch. So in other words... When you out, when you at work, when you with other people. When you with your friends, you're you hanging out. But when you get home. I'm tired. Right. Turn on the switch for me. Right. Why don't I get some of the charms? Like, right. I'm here holding you down. Like, switch it on for me. So that goes into that Oh, same... that would save a lot of relationships. Girl. It would save a lot of friendships, a lot of marriages. Turn on the switch. Turn on the switch for me. 
I love that song too, by the way. And when you hear the song, the song is so upbeat. If you're not really paying attention to what she's saying, it's like, oh wait, this ain't this ain't what I thought this was gonna be about. Right. Like the the music is not really <laughs> like with the lyrics. It's like a contrast, basically. Mm-hmm. But it goes back to what Nikki Giovanni is saying, like. Lie to me. Right. Talk nice to me. Like, I need that, too. Like, don't come home and be freaking the Grinch who stole Christmas up in here. Like, lie to me. Talk to me nice. Yes, talk to me nice. I need some Chanel. I need some Fendi. I need some Fendi. Exactly. Be nice to me, too. Like, yeah, I totally get it. Like, but that goes back to being an emotionally intelligent person. So Indeed. it's not to say that I want you to lie to me in the sense that you're being untruthful, but I feel like if you had that space yes. to unload and vent elsewhere, you will be able to put those feelings aside and deal with me as your partner That's right. and be soft with me when it's time to be soft with me. So. That's right. And it's so funny because in that clip, um, James Baldwin is like, no, I can't lie to you. His and she's face like, was tore. I'm telling you, I went back a couple times just to see his just face. to see his face, because <laughs> which I understand because his face depicted how I felt when I heard it when the first, first time. Yeah, like, but he was like, well, I think he ooh, understood. I'm gonna say something, but I'm not gonna say it when because it's Sunday. It? I was gonna be like, well, you wasn't necessarily lying to Nikki Giovanni. <laughs> see what I'm saying? But. I under- we love James Baldwin. I know what I'm just yeah. saying. Like, I was thinking in his mind, like, oh, I can't lie to my sister. But it's like, bro, you won't lie to no one. Right. And if you know James Baldwin, you know what I'm talking about. I love James Baldwin, but he won't lie to no Nikki Giovanni, okay? He might be lying to somebody else, but he won't lie to Nikki Giovanni. So, Chow. Chow. My thing is, I understand what she was saying. Yes. Just from a relational, whether it's male, female, male and male, whatever. Yeah. Just from a relational standpoint. Lie to me. Back. Give me some charms. Make Please. me feel nice. Like Halle Berry was saying. <laughs> make me feel good. Make me feel good. Like, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, it was, it was. You walk over the here. Battle, the Olympic battle Nets. of the sexes was awesome. It was. And it even turned into being sometimes battle of the same sex. The same sex. <laughs> right. From a generational standpoint, that's what I was saying. There were like even like glaring nuances between just the black women in the room just right. because of the age difference. Right. And even from a geographical standpoint. Like Oh child. Yeah. That's true. Very different. And you know what? Now that I think about it, the same thing was happening with the men. There were men in the room who believed one way and then there were men in the room who believed totally different and you know what, we got a lot of good laughs out of it. Um but you know it's a very serious subject. Um, and I'm just glad that we had that safe space. We discussed a lot of things. We talked about um, interracial dating, mm-hmm. um, leadership as it pertains to men and women, um, what it means to protect a black man and the woman of, I mean, in the eyes of black women and vice versa, like what it means to protect black women. And then my favorite part was when we started to talk about like what the resolutions are, like what are the takeaways from this conversation because you can't just have these conversations and then not do the work, right? True. So, you know, we talked about, you know, the best way to elevate our community through, you know, bonding and relationship building, how we can't do that if we don't have these conversations. 
Um, we talked about how now that we've been listening to each other, you know, what are some things that we can do to fortify our relationships so that we can press forward in our community? And then we also had the opportunity as the women and then separately as the men to come up with what our mission was for our day to day going forward. You know, just something to think about with regards to, um, actively supporting black women if you are a man actively supporting black men if you are a woman um so i really appreciate some of the pledges that people came Mm -hmm. up with and my hope is that they will use these takeaways to operate over the next few days the next few weeks the next few months so that they change their behavior and by changing their behavior they change the environment around them yep that was good Woo, we hope, though, that, um, you know, next time we have an event, hopefully you guys who are listening right now can make it out. Bring a friend. Bring, you know, your significant other. Bring your child if they're old enough. Yeah, no, they can be in there bouncing around making all kind of noise. Okay. <laughs> because we in here trying to get it together. <laughs> all right, we try to get each other together. Fact. So, B, what is something that inspired you this week? Okay. It's going to be mushy. Talk to me nice. Talk to me nice. I feel like you inspired me this week because I have a self-sabotaging spirit. (laughs) And I I mean, between you and my brother, listen, if it wasn't for y'all and the grace of God, I don't even know if I would have made it to the event. What in the world? I just let my nerves get the best of me. Like, I I tried to tell my mom about this one time. I was just like, people don't realize, like, I'm actually a shy person. Mm -hmm. I really am. Like, I get anxiety just thinking about, like, having to talk in front of people. Like, my armpits start sweating. <laughs> like, it is, it's real. So, just thank you for always just being able to keep it cool, calm, and collected. Like, you are such an inspiration to me. I want to be like you when I grow up. Oh, so, yeah. that's pretty much Thug tear, because thugs do cry. Okay. <laughs> they should. <laughs> we talked about that yesterday. About yes. yes. Yeah. Brothers, get it out. Cry a little bit. Okay, that was a thank you, B, and you're welcome. Um, you know what inspired me this week? So it's so funny because after our event, I was on the phone with my friend Nikki. Shout out to Nikia Williams Photography in the Raleigh Durham area. She used to live in Charlotte. She does photography all over North Carolina. She's her work is amazing. She's just an inspiration to me always because she's someone who Whenever she has something on her heart or her mind, she accomplishes it no matter what it takes. And so we were having this conversation about manifestation yesterday. I kid you not, she asked me to agree with her on something. Mm-hmm. And I said, I do. And we I got, do, I do, I do. Exactly. I do, I do. <laughs> Straight like that. And within the hour, she had called me back. To let me know that the very thing that she asked me to agree on with her, she had written down, Mm -hmm. put on her board, and it had already begun to manifest. Wow. Blew me, right? Because I was like, oh, you know how I get, like, especially when something is happening for my friends, my peers. I'm like, yeah! Mm -hmm. That's how this works, you know? I kept saying that. But when I got ready to hang up the phone, I was like, dang, Nikki, like... I'm literally, you're gonna, I'm literally going to get up in the morning and everything that I wanted to manifest, I'm going to write it down. And I, I have another friend 
Divine, who has a company called um, Destined Image, mm-hmm. and she always talks about not forsaking the the power and writing stuff down. And friend of the show, Antonia tells me the same thing all the time. And so, just I was just inspired by that whole thing. Like we agreed that what she wanted to manifest was going to happen, and it started immediately happening. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, all you gotta do is say it. That's it. Say it. Write it down. Believe it. And work for it. In the words of one of our, well, people say she's problematic, problematic faith, but in the words of Erica Badu, write some shit down and see don't it get real. Write it down. That might be my good word of the day. Write it down and watch shit get real. So that's your good word. That's my good word. Okay. Um, then my good word is master the art of adaptation. So... You know, some things happened yesterday, and we had to adapt oh, quickly, gosh. right? On top of the fact that I don't like to speak right. Really, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just got so tickled because I was just thinking of um, working on a separate project uh, yesterday, and I was writing down stuff, and I turned, and I was like, how did I ever get any sleep in college? Because I was literally in everything. If I wasn't in the classroom, I was in practice or delegating or just something. Mm-hmm. And so yesterday when our situation came up, I was thinking like, oh, I've been here before. Like, it's it's all good. It's, it's going to be all good. You just have to adapt and tailor. And um, it takes work, man. But, but that should be our first instinct. Like, okay, this has to get done. How are we going to accomplish it? In what ways can we quickly adapt to ensure that we are still successful. And I think that you and I as a collective did a great job at that yesterday. Yeah, and that's awesome. definitely something that I want, you know, our listeners to work towards. Just master the art of adaptation. Mm-hmm. Things come. And I think there was a clip. I can't um, quote it word for word, but from Diddy this week where he's like, listen, 2018 was crazy. Like, ass whoopings are real like when you get stomped out he did the stomp and he was like i really mean stomped out and i chuckled because i was like oh i have been there i have been totally stomped out you still have to like regroup you still gotta keep you going you still got to you can't just lay there Mm-mm. and do what die Mm-mm. or lay there or just stop or let it fail Mm-mm. you gotta do something cry your tears mm-hmm. eat your carbs get your ass up that's it so that's my good word for the good people i have a special shout out Go. So I forgot. I don't know how I forgot about this. So this past weekend, um, this was Friday night. I went to an event at the underground. Is it the Fillmore? The underground at Fillmore? Or how do you say it? Yeah, the underground, the smaller, the smaller one, right? one. The underground at Fillmore. Yes. So it was a Drake thing party. Girl, I, mean, I wish I could have Drake been there. Fan hands and fans and signs and everything. But our favorite DJ, DJ Fanny Mae, Fanny May, yes, was there. What fine ass? Is it just? Isn't she beautiful? Oh my God. Her skin is perfect. She's like just, real talk. She's just so. What the heck? She's beautiful. Anyway, it was an awesome party. She did a great job. She had on this cute T-shirt that said "Champagne Mommy." I mm-hmm. thought I was gonna die laughing. Not Champagne totally. Poppy, but Champagne Mommy. Champagne Mommy. It was an awesome, awesome event. And I was kind of like on the fence about it because, I mean, I like Drake, but 
I'm like, he I'm, got hits. He does. And one of my best friends, Leslie. Hey, Leslie, happy birthday. It was her birthday, and she loves Drake. So I was like, oh, this will be something fun to take her to mm-hmm. because it's a Drake thing party. And we ended up having a good time. They played a lot of Drake. But they also, she, um, DJ Fanny Mae did a breakdown and, like, threw it back. Girl, we were in there cranking the Soldier Boy. I mean, the whole crowd. It was so. Not you. Yes. It was so <laughs> funny. So I just want to give her a shout out um, for just throwing an awesome party. It was, it was amazing. And I think the whole themed party deal is is a great idea that's dope it, it went well so i'm hoping that maybe one day we can get her for some of our events so i just wanted to send her a huge shout out and let her know that i thoroughly enjoyed myself for sure Pretty shout much. out to you fanny may oh it's your pretty self <laughs> <laughs> anything you don't want the people to forget um what don't i want y'all to forget oh i don't want y'all to forget so there is this awesome, I guess, campaign that happens every year. Mm-hmm. And we're coming up on Black History Month. And so that thing would be the HBCU Walking, walking Billboard. billboard. So yes. If you don't know what day your school is on, search um, HBCU Walking Billboard on Facebook, Instagram. There's a calendar with everybody's school on it. And we can repost it. Yes. We'll repost it. I think I posted it to the stories, but we can actually post it to our page. Mm -hmm. And take your pictures and your nail, like support your schools because you see what's happening with Bennett and without support, some of the big ones probably won't be there, but the smaller ones definitely could be in that situation. So I think we all just need to support our schools, donate to your schools, take pictures in your sweatshirts, your hats, whatever, buy your kids' shirts, and post, 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 <laughs> because we all we got. I saw this um, <laughs> on Twitter last night that had me cackling. And, I mean, this is a black podcast, so if you don't like what I'm about to say, don't listen no more. But it was like this post and it was like nobody, like nobody saying anything. And then it was like HBCU professors. And it was Soulja Boy saying, them crackers, them crackers. Right, oh, oh. <laughs> Girl, that's it. I, I think like, I saw that too. Oh my God. Like it was so funny. But we all we got, like we have to keep each other informed and awake and aware of what's going on. We got to support our black institutions of higher learning because... What would the world be like without us? Oh, girl. Okay. Where would we be? Unseasoned. Un- eating unseasoned meat. <laughs> Looking ashy. Not wearing lotion. Okay? Like, so, like me yesterday. That's what I don't want y'all to forget. HBCU walking billboard. I got me a fresh sweatshirt that I ain't never wore. Yes, me too, girl. Okay. I got the one you got on right now. We should wear them together and I take our pictures. One. I got another one. I ain't never worn this one. I don't wear this one. I don't wash this one. I know. But, you never wore it. Because you got it on right now. I know. But see what? You can wear this one and I'm going to wear my other one. Okay. Because I'm ready. She ready. And I can't wait to post my picture and take my school. Okay. And I may just go back and get me another degree from another HBCU if y'all thought it was a game. Okay. And, you know what? there ain't what? no game up in here. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. I don't know. I think I said this on the show already. I'm being um I'm being honored by Winston-Salem State University in April. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody who took me into consideration and decided that I was worthy. Me and 39 of my other peers are going to be um, inducted into the 2019 40 Under 40 
class. And so if you are looking for an HBCU to support, you could go to the link in my bio and donate on my behalf. The money will go in on my behalf, but it'll be for scholarship dollars for students who are currently attending the university who really need the money. So if you're listening, that means you love me. Five dollars, ten dollars, a hundred dollars, fifty dollars, it doesn't matter. Just put your money where your mouth is if you say you love HBCU. Bloop. And I love y'all. I love y'all too. Oh oh, something I don't want you guys to forget is we belong to one another. We belong together. together. I knew it. Come on, MC. So, take us on home. As your call to action for this week, find a way to engage, I mean, really engage with black people. Yes, and when I mean engage, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean asking dumbass questions. Right. If you are non-black, listen to this. Right. You can can do, right, if you're non-black. If you are black, black people, don't just say foolish things. Right. Compliment somebody. Right. Um, if you see an older person pumping their gas, pump the gas for them. Or if you see a woman pumping her own gas, pump the gas for her if she will allow you to. Now, don't be, you know, invasive. Um, ask someone how they're doing. If you see someone with a talent, talk to them about their talent. Ask someone who you see on a regular basis, but you never really engage in, you know, what their interests are, especially if you're work, like maybe outside of that, mm-hmm. outside of what you see them normally do. Ask them if they have some, like, just engage. Shoot, if you haven't looked any black people in the eye that you don't know and you're passing them, give them a head nod to say, hey, brother, I see you. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't, like, let your nonverbal work for you, too. Because that matters. Um, if all hearts and minds are clear, you know you can find us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, IG at the Culture Shock Podcast. We are everywhere you can listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening now, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, all of that, Stitcher. Um, And be on the lookout, guys, because we are going to drop another event really soon so you guys can come, sign up, hang out, get to know us, and let us get to know you. Any last words, B? Black people so churchy. Just talking about if all hearts and minds are clear. clear. Black people are so churchy. That's 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 all I got to say. Black people are so churchy. Oh my God, y'all, we love you. I'm a girl named Tiffany. Thank you for your support, and until next time, we out.